with a cane pole in his hand. Like a pool of dreams sitting down by the street. The leads him to the corpus play. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going, just as fast as my feet can fly. Come away, come away, you get going, leave the sinking ship behind. Come on, the ride. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch. But we call it home every Sunday morning live from 7 to 9 on the Outdoor Zone radio network. And it is a live recording for this podcast that you may be listening to at any time on all, any or all of the podcast platforms out there. My name is TJ Graney. I'll be your host today. Sitting in with me is the infamous Beefsteak. Oh, yeah. Red leather, yellow leather. Red ye- leather, yellow I'm getting my uh, voice warmed up. Cody Ryan is 100 miles into his drive back from Wisconsin. We'll hear from him in a little bit. Little cheese curds on the way, maybe. Uh, he's know. probably got a bag of cheese curds and some uh, some smoked... Uh, Salmon or walleye. Walleye, yeah. Walleye, some smo- yeah. smoked walleye and some cheese curds on the seat next to him. And he's got a Yoo-Hoo there, too. <laughs> he probably saw a lot of those trackers. Tracker boats. Oh, man. Up there. I, I don't you. know. Said, we'll find hey, out that from him. Like beef steaks. There, oh. there we go. <laughs> Over there. We'll find out from him. Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets here early. Makes sure the old pot belly stove gets full. Uh, swings the gate open first and gets the old pot belly stove fired up for We think. We don't know. Pours water over the old coffee grinds from last week. And mm. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. That's good, man. You know, just keep... Uh, Good coffee this morning, by the way. And man, look at look at my fingernails. Look. You've been working on a transmission system. No, uh, Rhonda Rousey. You know my the Yukon. That's what I call her. Yeah. You know, I guess she started she started whining. Her front end started whining about me pulling all those uh, thirteen thousand pound loads. So I had to replace the front end, uh, both sides. The wheel uh, assembly. You know, she was starting to go. Now she doesn't do it anymore? Oh, no. Smooth as a 
Smooth as a, <laughs> as a silk. What, what, as a what? Silk. As a silkworm doing its thing on a... Well, you're, that you are, a, uh, that is one of your gifts that just blows me away. How you get your big old hands in some of those places you get them. E- easy now, buddy. No, I mean, you just, I, I've been over there seeing you get, you know, get, get Getting your wrench dirty. into places that like, I don't even know on. that there's, who, who would build something where you... And the tough part about How they all do that it when they build it is, you know, the front end assemblies, all those are, the torque is like 130 to 150, you know, foot pounds. And so everything is tight, big, but it's precise. So it's just, you, I don't, you, you didn't grow up wrenching stuff, did you? No, sir. Man, I, no. I think it's a little bit I like. I feel, I always feel super. Uh, accomplished or masculine or um, whatever it is when I like do something on a vehicle and I've done some stuff I've done you know head gaskets and but my first experience with it was so my brother older brother was very is very mechanical and Mm -hmm. does all that that stuff and uh, and I remember I'd bought a um, a 454 El Camino. Oh, baby. Man, you wish you had that now, and, didn't you? And it, and, uh, uh, Five miles a gallon. Oh, don't right? even talk about it. It didn't <laughs> matter now. I would have it in a heartbeat now, but... And it was fast, dude. Oh yeah, it was. I mean, there's nothing there but a motor. Yeah, it's light. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember it was uh, clack 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 clack. I heard a little clicking, mm-hmm. you know. And so I thought, well, I, I'll just take these damn valve covers off and tighten those lifters <laughs> oh, down. Oh, I had no idea what I was doing. Oh man, I just thought we well, just tighten them down because they're cl- <laughs> they're clacking a little bit. I didn't know it. I, so you didn't know about my experience with that stuff thing, wasn't man. all that good but uh but i've done some stuff as of recent and i enjoyed it quite a bit uh well i uh so uh jake or rooster as we call him uh for koz stopped by my house while i was ranching on that stuff and he uh he told me about your uh your climb and he was telling me how awesome it was to peek out of course he said they had no problem you know they were t- you were left way behind and they were like peeking and doing i like all walking stuff. alone i let them go ahead of me <laughs> and, <laughs> we're gonna uh, talk about that oh okay at the top of the but i will tell you next that hour he t- i said so you know how kids are they're 18 19 20 and everything is um you know pretty cool but i started asking him questions like so have you ever been out of like <laughs> out of the state? And he's like, uh, well, you know, as a kid, we drove one time. I said, have you ever done anything like never done anything? Have you ever been on a mountain like that? Nope. Have you ever accomplished anything like that? Nope. Have you ever? And I kept going and it turns out he looked at me like, wow, we really did do a lot. I can't. Bo-. So thank you for taking him and uh, one, of, one of the other guys on an adventure. Well, we're going to we're going to change his life. We're going to talk about um, climbing the tallest peak in Nevada and what that looked like earlier this week. So, man, I mean, I went from Virginia, had one day at home, turned around, jumped on a plane. I got up at 3.30, like, many days in a row. No wonder my arms are so tired. Uh, Aren't you going to use But that? travel is crazy right oh, now. man. The airports are packed, but the air the air uh companies the air airlines the airlines 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Cody would have had something to say about that. The airlines are st- struggling to get people from point A to point B. If you want to go to Denver, well, you better plan really well because, I don't right. man, there was tons of people trying to get on planes to Denver and uh even Jake and them coming back from Las Vegas to Austin. Yeah. Direct flight. I try and do that every chance I get, you right. know, so there's no BS. It's just you're hither to there. Yeah. And your best and, chance. Man, just just delays, 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 yeah. delays. And some of it they're you know, they put off on weather and stuff, but I mean the airports are packed. Do you do you blame the airlines? Well, on the no, I you know what I, I there was some good people on my flight back from now I didn't there was some grumpy people some of the of course people on mm-hmm. well and even some of the workers on the airline were a little grumpy this well, time coming back right? but yeah. but there was some passengers when I was getting trying to get here from uh, when I was in Virginia last week and they just had a good spirit about them. You know, and they were just glad to be trying and and so but I, but I have learned some things what? that if I'm booked for a flight, I'm gonna go get a printed ticket in my hand. Old school, right? I don't want <laughs> there to be anything with my phone when at that moment when I need to point it. I want a printed ticket in advance that says I got this is my seat and I'm on this plane. Things are too tight. Right? I'm just yeah. telling you, it's just little low me and um, well, you know, in one way, I'm going to stand up for them because I mean they took the biggest hit they've ever taken, I think, since 9/11. But when they it got was shut down. They got millions and millions and millions of dollars back yeah but they don't know how long i mean how how much time do you instantly go out and just pour all that money into hiring people immediately no i i say yeah they did they did take hit hits staffing wise and i'll tell you it's tough to find people out there in this world right now that want to work there's still it's not like people magically just disappeared oh man it's crazy yeah call it the great resignation right now Really? Where people are resigning from jobs and either wanting to do their own thing or not wanting to do anything at all. Or go meet the other people that are... Go buy a farm the, out in the country and just... Yeah, uh, one of those, rural living. Did you see that thing I sent you on rural life? Uh-uh. No? No. Oh, man, it was awesome. It was like a salute to you and Cody, and it was about the rural life. We still are, are going. It hasn't changed. America is no different. We're still there. We stand for this, and we stand for that, and downtown it still looks like this, and nothing has changed. You and, know, I had to come into town this well, week, Uh-oh. and uh, that's when I called you that day. Uh-huh, because you were uh, scared? I came right. in for a doctor's appointment, and... Uh, which I did that a couple of weeks ago too, and I came in this week. Is that healed up, by the way? That problem? Just, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. It's all good. All right. <laughs> now I had one chiropractor visit left, and my shoulder's been bothering me. So I thought, well, maybe it's I need a like a crack or an yeah. adjustment or something. And uh, but I came into town, and uh, man, people were driving everywhere, and there was you know traffic everywhere and people zooming and zipping and zapping and uh and it happened last night i was going home last night from uh chris tomlin concert 
Circuit, and, Circuit of America is out at the big track. Uh-huh, and track. I was yeah. going home, and some car came, I mean, flying up behind us, and it's like, dude, this guy's fixing to smash into me at 100 miles an hour. And then somehow he slowed down and, you know, just stayed on my tail and then finally turned off, and I thought, and then, then we got past all the little towns, yeah. you know, right, going on the other side mm-hmm. of Bastrop. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> and I yeah. said, wait. Yeah. This is my, why I live out my here. new normal. Yeah, right? this is what this is what I choose as my new normal. Well, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that um, that I've ha- that I have the ability to choose that. Okay, big question: Did you get your hunting license yet? I did. You and went online and you already received it. I did it. it. Well, I haven't got it in the mail yet. Uh. I printed out a copy, but. But and thank you for for instigating that. Not where I'm waiting till the last till September first, and it's at I got my shotgun in my night. hand. <laughs> yeah. So, but I got the uh, amphibious trapping uh, no. permit, you and the, you just and uh, and the whatever because I thought, man, if I trap a coon or something like that, yeah. or I, man, I live out in the country now. That's right. You never know what's going to crawl up in there. You, I mean, I might catch a frog that needs to be, you know, something, and I better be you gotta have legal. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Amphibious trapping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I spent about 50 or $60 I Extra, shouldn't have. Yeah. But I did put in five tries for the lifetime license because you can give it away. Right. It's so so cool. I would give it away. Yeah. It's it's good stuff, man, and and uh, the veteran, you know, give a dollar yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I gave dollar, five bucks, yeah, ten bucks. Come on, keep going, five, keep five going. Bucks. Okay, with society, with the way society's pounding on our rights, yours and mine, to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops, one we trust with our constitutional rights. Is our friends over at McBride's Guns. Family-owned and operated firearm dealer right here. Looking for your personal carry or referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. You want to go where you can put your hand on that firearm, where you can truly enjoy it. Uh, you'll find McBride's in the same place it's been for years. A corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them, 472-3532. Online, McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Hey, and... Don't forget to ask me about those SIGs. Oh, man. Well, that's it for the first segment, but come back around. We got fishing talk. Cody is going to probably call in from the road as he's coming in from Wisconsin up there. Tell us about that whole thing. You do not want to miss it. But during the week, if you want to check out our shows, go to www.theoutdoorzone.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to T.J., Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's The Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse, I'm T.J. Graney, your host. It's the final countdown for summer savings with the best value on hundreds of new Jeeps during the Make This Summer event at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. Let the spirit of adventure guide you down the road, paved or unpaved, 
The perfect new Jeep for summer is at the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram dealership in Central Texas. With new Jeeps in stock and deliveries of Jeeps on the way, no dealer in Central Texas sells more Jeeps than the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. That's why we're the number one volume sales leader in Central Texas and nobody has more Jeeps. With the larger inventory, more options than anyone else at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin. See all the savings online at nilemaxwellsupercenter.com. So, a um, couple of things, and I want to. Cody's on the line coming in from hot from Wisconsin, off just fresh off of the fourth or fifth event uh, for the National Professional Fishing League. But um, we also lost one of the icons in the mm. bass fishing industry, Lonnie Stanley past this week and so i want to make sure i touch base with cody on that um because cody he had a special bond with cody cody had met him when he was very very young and uh had always always kept up with lonnie so hey cody how can you hear us i can hear you just fine oh. just over to rest stop here and i don't know where i am but man i figured out a wonderful thing uh rest stops when you're on the road I've never utilized them. I always pass them up. And, uh, man, but they're, I mean, they're nice and clean. and They got Wi-Fi. Well, yeah, so my old neighbor, my old neighbor used to be the guy who put the Wi-Fi in all those rest stops. And now, and they used to be, it, in the day, the rest stop was what where you stopped. I mean, it was everything. Now, the theory is that there's a gas station on just about every few miles or a Walmart or something, so you don't need bathrooms and rest stop areas. But I have noticed in my recent travels that some places have reinvested in them. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there's nothing better than a nice rest stop mode and kept up. and Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, like you were saying, yes, um Lonnie Stanley passing this week, man, what a, uh, you know, what a, man, it was just a, it was a tough deal to kind of take in. I hadn't talked to him in a while. Uh, he'd been having some health problems, hadn't been in the office and, um, you know, and the time he, he did have, I knew he was spending with his grandkids. And, uh, I mean, absolutely loved that time and spent more and more and more time um but yeah and it, it, if you don't know who Lonnie Stanley is um he's fished at every level um and he's also won at every level and and bass tournaments in the bass fishing world he is the guy that you know uh came up with the jig and the Stanley jig and the you know the Stanley spinnerbait and the Stanley ribbit frog and I mean, he was a constant, I would visit him in his offices uh, in East Texas when I would be driving through, and he would constantly have a desk where most people have a desk with their paperwork and in-basket and out-basket and computer and all that. He would have boxes, like uh, pieces of cardboard, basically, with like jig skirts and plastic lures covered up sticks of uh super glue and scissors and he was constantly putting things together cutting things apart trying to come up with the newest greatest 
um, you know, bait uh, or, or modification to a bait and taught me a lot about, you know, how to modify certain baits and make them do different things. And just really interesting on the way back, on the way to our, uh, my wife and I drove to um, East Texas and then, and then spent a little time in Louisiana for a honeymoon, just quiet cabin out by the lake. And then we went to a casino and kind of made a little route. Well, we stopped and visited Lonnie Stanley, and he gave us marriage advice as well after just being married. So uh, kind of funny little That's funny. Uh, stop there along our way. But, um, yes, a true legend. I know he's been dealing with a lot of health stuff, and, and uh, he's relieved from all any hurting and, and health issues now. So uh, we know he's in a good place, and uh, just be praying for his family. But, yeah, major loss in the industry for, for you know, Especially, especially us have known him for a while. So, yeah, I remember when you were really young, and and I was active in the right and outdoor riding uh, association, and doing a bunch of different activities like that around that in that career field. And um, and Lonnie came to one of our events, and couldn't have been a nicer, more open, more joyful guy. And uh, and he, he and he was a, a friend from that day forward. I remember, and for whatever reason, he he took on he took you on as you know he just he just really liked you. And so, you know, I was sad. Uh, I remember a lot of the stories you tell me about him sitting in his office with him, and he'd tell you how to cut your the skirt on a on a spinnerbait or on a jig to make it act differently and. Uh, stuff yeah. like that so yep hats off to uh lonnie stanley um, you know an innovator a creator of the of the bass fishing as we know it today so absolutely god bless um so hey talk of us through this whole 22 hour uh drive to get up to wisconsin to fish a lake 10 times the size of lake travis <laughs> and uh and only 22 feet deep and it's deepest pointer i mean it was a strange <laughs> seemed not, like a strange and thing and then life. i and then i kept hearing guys saying i went to the frog i was flipping the frog and i was like what well, I, yeah well there were there were only a couple and a lot of guys got burned by that here in the last you know last day um the guys that prevailed had something else going and that was the worry i had i you know there's there's some offshoots and some rivers and um, some canals that uh, that come off of the lake and also mainly off the river um, where people have their houses along these canals and docks and there's a bunch of grass and vegetation and um, my fear in fishing that way is that you run out of fish when you have a multi-day tournament being that you know once you catch a fish that lives in that canal and you take it to weigh in well, that fish no longer is in that canal. And you do that time and time again, and there's a ton of boats that were doing it. Um, so I, I chose to stay on the main lake. Uh, most of the tournament, I fished the mouth of the river uh, and caught some fish, but um, most of my fish came out of the main lake. I didn't, you know, I finished middle of the pack. Uh, I, just finishing, uh, the problem was, is I didn't have a place where I could go catch a limit of fish or fill a limit or feel like I could go there 
I could go to places and either catch short fish, a lot of small fish, or big ones. And I kept trying to force myself to stay where the big ones lived. And, uh, and I would bounce in between smallmouth and largemouth. And again, this is the first time I've been up here. These northern fish act different. You know, they're still bass, but they still, but they do have, you know, they do act different. And uh, so it was a, it was a big learning curve. Um, I caught some big smallmouth, which was really fun um, between practice and, and the tournament. And, uh, and really, that was the best thing I had going. I had one largemouth area um, that kind of fizzled out throughout the tournament. Uh, and then I could fish for smallmouth, and I could see them. Um, they were just hard to catch. Uh, I could see them on my electronics when they were working. I had electronic issues again this tournament. Um, so uh, then I broke a, one of my graphs, uh, slid out of my truck, and because um, I take them off at night, you know, when you're staying in unfamiliar places, slid out of my truck, broke the screen. So, I mean, it was just a, uh, it was an adventure to say the least, but I'll be getting home tomorrow and uh, I'm going to stay in Arkansas tonight and then I'll be home tomorrow and I pack up on Wednesday and Wednesday night I'll head to Texoma and be hanging out in Oklahoma, Texas border there on Lake Texoma for the first pro team trail tournament. Uh, which there'll be three of those this year uh, coming up in between the final MPFL, National Professional Fishing League, and the final two Bassmaster events I got for the year. So I got a lot of fishing to do left. And, you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, being on the water a lot more. I'm really looking forward to being home uh, for, for two nights. But, um, you know, it's just kind of getting back in the rhythm it's been a weird year being the timing of you know the tournaments we're usually done by this time of the year yeah it was uh there was a lot of catch up by that all you you guys had to do on the trail plus the new trails and um but i can tell you i was i was telling mrs graney last night i was telling sandra that um i know cody's got to drive a long ways to get back to the house but two nights at home with the girls is oh, yeah. will completely recharge and refresh him as as yeah. tired as he'll be and as you know coming in uh i went over to your house day before yesterday i guess and yeah. uh got to be with the girls and helped around there a little bit on a little project and uh i left there going yeah yeah cody this this is where he lives this is where you <laughs> you know home base man that's where you gotta plug in your charger that's right. Well, I'm ready to get home and, and spend a little time there before I hit the road again. At least do some laundry. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I miss you guys, and uh, I'll uh, catch up with you soon. And, and call me if you get bored on the radio show. If you run out of stuff to talk about, call me back. I got oh, oh, we will. 11 hours. Okay. <laughs> hey, All stop right. by the house on the rock if you – that'll just oh delay gosh. your trip. Uh, yeah, the, and the largest cheese curd in the world, the largest ball of string ever rolled up, uh, the largest lint ball. Just ask Beef. He can tell you where to go. All right. Be Later, careful. Man. Love you. See ya. Uh, Sun Automotive, everybody, at some point, even Cody, had to go by, get his oil changed before he made the run up to Wisconsin. 
Uh, you don't want to get out there without having somebody look your vehicle over, make sure the oil's changed, uh, and that would be Sun Automotive, family-owned and operated repair and maintenance company since 1978. They can do all the repair, all the maintenance on your vehicle, whether it's a transmission or just an oil change, they can get it done for you. They got locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway, Cedar Park, 1403 River Boulevard in Georgetown, Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. com for more details, sunautoservice.com for more. All right. It's good to hear from Cody. Man, it's weird not having him here, but... Next up on the next segment, stand by for News of the Weird or catch us 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Amarillo's on my mind. I'm Everstar Pro, Ron Sheffield, and I fish FLW. You're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. Up this morning before the sun, fixed me some coffee and a honey bun. Jumped in the pickup, gave her the gas. All right, welcome back, regulators. Thank you for mounting up with us this morning. It's TJ Graney, your host. This is the Outdoor Zone. You can catch us 24-7-365 and on all your favorite favorite podcast platforms at the outdoor zone uh man excited to be here have you not been to austin's hottest new restaurant the shore raw bar and grill amazing food there their fish and beef all their food is brought in fresh weekly but they they fly in these oysters every week and they hand pick them from the distributor i don't know if they aren't they from the gulf well, they have them. They have like five different kinds ah. from around the country that are brought in, and just incredible, incredible. I'm a huge fan. They got a pet friendly patio that's, and man, lately it's been just beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. And their music, you have to go to their website, shoreatx.com, and you can see almost every night they have something, whether it's jazz or a guitar, a guitar pool, or, uh, I mean, it's just incredible what they're doing with live music out at that place and um i I love it and they're all their desserts handmade desserts and their breads are handmade rick Wahlberg and jim schneider are killing it and sure raw barn grill located on highway 71 west at covered bridge just west of the y and oak hill sure raw barn grill shortatx.com for all the details shortatx.com for all the details all right, uh, now it's time for our news of the weird. Huh? Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. Animal control officers were called to a California school when an intellectually curious coyote Coyote. entered the building and wandered into a classroom. Teachers and administrators at Our Lady of Lords School in Northridge neighborhood of Los Angeles said they were in the hallway waiting for students to arrive about 730 a.m. Wednesday when the coyote 
wandered into an eighth grade classroom. The coyote went mad, chewing and biting at every teacher. <laughs> Teachers were falling around, bleeding to death from their oh, from please. their aorta and their <laughs> their masks were ripped off by the wild coyote. All three of them. God, good. Thank God they had four on. You know? <laughs> and 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 so California has left the. Uh, so they chewed off the rest of uh, no. California. Wow, where the coyote was safely removed from the building by <laughs> animal control officers. We're considering a new mascot. The school joked in Facebook post. Wildlife expert Jennifer Brent said coyotes and other wild animals are wandering into urban areas in increasing numbers due to the drought conditions caused by climate change. Oh my! Oh God. please! Yes, they're driving them. It Even the any, coyotes are dealing dealing with the climate change. It doesn't have change. anything to do with the wildfires out there, in or California. building neighborhoods, and you know, or the Super lack of or, yeah. predator control, where they're, they're breeding over and over and over, and they're ever. Mrs. Granny came in last night and said, "Oh, I can hear the coyote pups. We have a coyote den uh-huh. on the back side of our property." You can hear them doing what? Are they circling something? Ah, it's awesome, dude! I am not afraid of having the coyotes on our place. Matter of fact, we're we have a big tractor out there that's uh, shredding right now the brush, and so there's certain as we speak. It's just uh, going automatically. I don't know if he's working today or not. All right, Um, but anyway, there's certain areas that I like the the can the little canyon and stuff i said yeah just we're not gonna we're not gonna work down there we're gonna leave that nice and thick and cray cray you should that's pretty cool i like that but yeah we used to i remember when we first moved in to our neighbor and still we get them but you know we have like 300 acres back there behind and i mean carmen the, the beef preserve yes the beef preserve uh but we used to get that and it sounded like she goes, it sounds like there's an ambulance driving around back there. And you know what it is. They're circling the prey, right? And uh, and they're giving each other calls and coming in. And there's nothing better than the execution of coyotes. I mean. Yeah, you, the execution of them? No, the execution of their, yeah, how they. Yeah, exe- yeah. Well, that is kind of fun, too, you know. The Pennsylvania Game Commission said a wallaby seen hopping on the loose on multiple occasions has been safely captured by its by but its origins remain a mystery the commission said game wardens responded to a call from residents wednesday that the marasupal a small cousin of the kangaroo had been spotted near bethel township they tried to approach it but they couldn't get very close so they used animal immobilization equipment which would be a giant 17 caliber (laughs) (laughs) i believe it has to do with the uh, nets that they fire at them and uh, get them all tangled up they were able to secure it put it in a transport device and they took it to a wildlife facility where it has recovered from the immobilization (laughs) transport device it was a uh uh, it was a box, a cardboard <laughs> yeah. box, cardboard box <laughs> in the back of a pickup. There. That's right, going down. Stoner the said officials plan to keep the male wallaby at the facility while the investigation into its origins is ongoing. Oh, that's Dusty Stoner. Dusty Stoner. Hey, man. Southern Mike, Region Information Education a, Supervisor. 
Yeah, <laughs> just said stoner said. Pennsylvania requires facilities housing exotic animals to be licensed by the Game Commission and facilities found to be illegally keeping such animals are subject to fines. Well, I can tell you that if you <clears throat> check my certification, now I can ha- manage, uh, I can handle them. Uh, you got exotic. Need me to transport something? <laughs> you just call me. Oh, Toads, man. alligators, Am- amphibious trapping. I mean, coons. I can take a raccoon from here to there. In a card, in a not a cardboard box. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was a in animal a, transport device. Officials <laughs> say no wallabies have been reported missing in recent days. The stoners. Darn it. The stoners said. Game something. commission officials earlier uh, might have been an illegal pet that escaped or was abandoned by its owner. So. Well, there, there's your wallaby. There's your wallaby. But let's talk about at Honda, the summer sales event. One summer adventure leads to another in a new Texas Honda. So for more of the best deals of the season, head to your Central Texas Honda dealers. Get a great, great price on the 2021 HRV. The The redesigned HRV boasts sporty sculptured lines creating a design that continues to set the bar high for suvs don't be envious find the perfect vehicle and save during the honda summer clearance event visit one of the central texas honda dealers at first texas honda howdy honda round rock honda or honda san marcus or you can always go online at central texas honda dealers.com and there was a don't forget about my <laughs> my backup. There singer. was a uh, there was a <laughs> uh, a death in a national park, and we're going to touch on that in game warden field notes coming up next. It's the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers. This is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. How, how, how. Man, hey, um, hats off to, uh, to, um, well, I was going to say uh, ZZ Top, but that wasn't ZZ Top. So that was Ted what, Nugent. Well, let's just go back. But everybody's getting older now. What's but, up but with what that? What hats off to them? What? what part about it? You mean just that they're Texas and they're cool? and uh, No, but Dusty Hill died. Oh. so Bass player. And we'll get to it. Hey, your final days save like a pro with the best deals of the summer at Nile Maxwell GMC. You can select from the entire lineup of new GMCs from any make or model. Check financing options, request a credit check, and more for all from the comfort of your home at NileMaxwellGMC.com. And there's so many more options to pick from with all the amazing options available to you at Nile Maxwell GMC 2021 Sierras, Yukon's Train and Acadia's all waiting for you right now. Nile Maxwell GMC. Exit 256 in Round Rock online at nilemaxwellgmc.com. See dealer for details. We are professional grade. 
Okay, let's do Game Warden Field Notes. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true Game Warden Field Notes. Some Game Warden Field Notes today. Uh, on Wednesday, August 18th, Mr. Lawrence Stanback, 60 of San Francisco, California, died while hiking near Red Cathedral along the Golden Canyon Trail in Death Valley National Park. Oh, my. You need, why'd you pick this one? Well, it's because <laughs> I drove right by there last week. And yeah, let's and see. On Wednesday, that. I drove by there on Wednesday, the day he, he passed. Huh. Hmm. Were you hiking? And it was hot, and it was cloudy and, and, and from Humid. smoke mm-hmm. and no there's no humidity there no humidity no huh? humidity there but we were on one side of the mountain range and death valley was on the other been there uh don't know why people would hike death valley we pulled up john michael and i pulled up at a rest stop in the lowest mm-hmm. part of death valley and there's Just, like a little four-way stop right there I don't know what you would do to hike it. I don't guess I understand that part of it. National Park staff received a report of suspected heat stroke and CPR in progress at 1.40 p.m. That's in the middle afternoon, heat of the afternoon. Wow. An yeah. interagency search and rescue was initiated with park rangers responding on foot, locating Mr. Stanback and confirming that he was deceased. Expected highs <laughs> on that day. And right now, 110 to 120. They say drink plenty of water, carry extra, avoid hiking after 10 a.m., travel prepared to survive in the case of heat-related illness, get to a cool place, and seek help as soon as possible. Man, you know, uh, a friend of mine uh, who's passed away now, but he was uh, 80 years old, and he did landscaping, plumbing, put in pools, put in, uh, you know, sprinkler systems. And I helped him once to put in, we did it for free at a church, all right? And uh, it got to, he quit at about 2 o'clock. And just before that, I said, oh, my gosh, how can you do this? You're 80, you know, like, how can you do this all your life, man? I want to be like you. This is really tough. It's getting hot. He goes, stop by 2 o'clock. If you're working outside, 2 o'clock and wrap it up by 3 and go in. Get started early. Isn't that how the construction guys oh, man. typically do it? You yeah. Know? 7 a.m., 6 a.m., be done by 2 or 3, and that's when the hottest part of the sun comes up. I do it up. all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. And I've pushed through where I've had a project that I wanted to get done, and I've pushed through the heat. But that last because, two hours is like five hours, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's not <laughs> fun. Hey, coming up, despite winter storm, Yuri, I didn't realize we named it. We well they go you know every every oh the storms yeah well, the winter the apoc the snow apocalypse oh, the, the winter apocalypse resilient like, Texas huh. dub populations point to favorable hunting season so like with all that was said about oh all the animals are dead uh-huh. all the fish on the coast are dead all our reports are coming back that the fishing is great on mm-hmm. the coast. Mm-hmm. 
and that uh and dove now season. that now yeah. the dove report because dove season's coming 10 days baby 10 days we got to talk about where we're going to be and what we're going to do we haven't missed uh one. we need to call cj oh. my son-in-law and yeah. say hello <laughs> we're we're gonna come up and, i got dove uh, out at my place we could sit on your on your back porch out there and yeah. Well, I, now that I clean the trees out, we just sit right on the tree line. It's pretty so good. Is it about is dove hunting about getting your limit? Of course. Or is it? That's it. That's all that matters. Well, well then why would I we mean, go to your place? You kill them to eat them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you see them, they're just flying, and then flying you bacon. wrap them in bacon with cheese and jalapeno. <laughs> I mean, hilarious. <laughs> okay. So what you're saying is that uh, the um, Texas... September marks the start of dove season for almost 300,000 Texans, uh, Texas hunters per year. After winter storm Uri hit the state in February, many hunters are wondering how the snowfall and below freezing temperatures may have affected dove population. Texas Parks and Wildlife biologists report that hunters can expect good dove season, especially in the south zone. And weird, it, it said that there was, you know, the dove populations, white wing and uh, mourning, uh, or the populations are fine. They were worried about it. it. But it did say that you may see some uh, frostbite damage when you're On, cleaning the dove. What? I know. I know it was weird. Huh. I wonder, like, freezer burn? <laughs> Fitzsimmons says that it's not unusual to find doves that migrate from the northern states with missing toes or even the tips of their bills. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gotta, seen that. i got to look closer. I thought I was, I mean, if you shot their foot off or something, you know, or like, you know, they're bleeding from I was, their beak. I know? was talking. So we, I have a new church, and <gasps> I was in my you men's. Do. I was in my men's group the other night, and and uh, my new young pastor was talking. He said, "Yeah, I went out. I remember I went out dove hunting with my with my dad when I was little. I was so excited. I was shooting the shotgun, and I killed some birds and all that stuff. And he said, but then I shot one." And it was still alive. <laughs> and he said, I couldn't hunt from that point on after seeing that bird suffering like that. And he said his dad well, walked over and said, he said, Dad, he's still alive. He said, well, yeah, and grabbed him and popped yep, his head spun, off, put it, it in the back of his bag. And I thought, hmm, that's an interesting experience for that young fella he's not suffering anymore is he <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna be suffering in that frying pan with his frozen off toes farmranchstore.com there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come from handling equipment ranching equipment to fencing feeders rodeo arenas we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on farm and ranch market today if you own a piece of dirt you need to be shopping at farmranchstore.com farmranchstore.com that's where the landowner goes to get the job done all right, so we wrap up the first hour. Wasn't that fun? That was just went like so fast. So at uh, coming back around at eight o'clock, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about TJ's hiking story. I'm gonna and, tell you, uh, yeah. And Peta does not want us to eat bacon, right? 
and we're going to protest live on the air. You'll get all that and more only one place live in the bunkhouse or 24-7-365, theoutdoorzone.com.